0: Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap the plot of romance novels while staying connected, going on tangents, and, for me, getting some much needed adult time. Let's start today in the best way possible with a Patreon shout out. Megan L., you are a Gamayan, a huge, impressive bird with the head of a beautiful woman. You know the future, the past, and all of creation. So, you fly around spreading prophecies and divine messages. You are worshipped throughout the world for your intellect, which is pretty appropriate because you are the smartest bird woman ever, and we here at Heaven Bosoms also worship you. You live on an island in a tropical paradise when you aren't flying around spreading all of your immense wisdom. So, you're obviously living your best life. Queen Bird! Don't forget to check out the Patreon for all of our bonus content and fun extras. And we've got limited edition merch in honor of our 2020 meetup at KISSCON. All proceeds are going to benefit all hands and hearts in their plight to help Puerto Rico recover from natural disasters. So you're giving back with each purchase. And now we have part two of The Bollywood Bride by Sonali Dev. Here we go. Hi, Aaron, Hello, Aaron. Hi,
1: Hello, Aaron. Who you wow) Hey, Mel. When we did our sound check for some reason, Melody sang Hootie Wow, Hootie. What was it? Hootie Wow, It hootie, was "Hooty Test, test, Hootie
0: Wow, Hootie Wow, test. <laughs> what is Hootie Wow? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's nonsense that comes out of my brain. What do you want from me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's weird.
0: And then Erin did the exact same test on her end. So I tried. Went, I was like, Hootie? What was it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was my test.
0: Yeah. Hey Erin. What? How the fuck are you?
1: Oh, bad.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> bad. you you look like a very cozy uh boxer who might be the
1: cousin of a yeti. I made a mistake. <laughs> I got up and I went to um spin class. Okay. And the spin class, I think my it was the kind with the bikes and the bikes glow Blue, green, yellow, or red, depending on how much you're working. Okay. And so the lady's like, you know, be a yellow... Uh-huh. be a red work it work it yeah but my bike the stats where it said resistance it had a question mark oh that's never good yeah but i wasn't thinking of it attached to the colors so my color was like blue and sometimes it would be white and that means you're not doing anything at all and i'm like oh my god i've got i'm like 120 rpms like why is it still blue yeah must just do harder oh erin and then i just kept being like white and then the lady kept looking at me and being like we're in the yellow and oh. like i know i'm trying so hard couldn't she see your little legs going yeah i don't know but she probably thought i was at like no resistance or something uh-huh. like and so then about like halfway through i figured out the bike thinks i'm at zero resistance which is why it doesn't think i'm working yeah very hard when in actuality i'm not but damage had already been done <laughs> and then it was a combined cycle slash bar class whoa so there was, it was like an hour of cycle and then a half hour of bar holy shit eric which is fine and then but then i had told my friend that i would go to a yoga class after once? <laughs> so i did three classes i made so much mistakes and then i came home and i took a shower and i laid in the bed and i got really warm because i was so tired but i was mm-hmm. so cold and i wanted to be warm and then I, my stomach was upset and i was like david i feel bad and he was like, Drink water. And yeah. I was like, no, that can't be it. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> mistakes wow. <laughs> were made <laughs> anyway here i am i'm very cold i'm trying to drink water and rehabilitate my body
0: well i'm glad that you have some tea in front of you i do i'm so That's cold both water and warm
1: it is it's very smart. and oh wait i won't tell you what kind of tea it is because i'll save it for my lady love which i did not prepare hey so haha it's gonna be a tea Perfecto. Brace yourselves. Get stoked, everybody. (laughs) You're on the edge of your seats. Or at the edge of your butt. Or maybe your butt. (laughs) I'm on the edge of my butt.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, (sighs) we got to get right into this because we have like
1: two thirds of book to do. Do it. It's kind of downhill from here. It's a lot of setup in this book.
0: There's a lot of setup. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot that was woven beautifully throughout the book that we were just mm-hmm. like, I'ma tell you right up front. And it's Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, Forget burden. this beautiful weaving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we cannot be trusted to get no. the weaving right. No, we're
1: gonna snarl it. <laughs> <Now> we <we're gonna laughs> can't be trusted it.
0: with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. All right, so where when we left off, they were all standing in the kitchen.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you know, yeah. They're all standing in the kitchen. Rhea had Ria. just
0: made some perfect coffee with three drops of cream. Aaron was so incensed; oh my God, she couldn't remember. remember the rest I of the scene. I hated that.
1: No, <laughs> I was over it. I don't even. I don't remember what happens for the rest of the book. I just blacked out after three drops of cream. <laughs> So
0: what happens in this scene is that they're they're sort of talking about um wedding preparation and like how Uma Atia has been stressed and is feeling overwhelmed. And both the men in the room are like, I mean, is it really that big a deal? Like we're just it's just a wedding and brr, brr. And Rhea, as a person who's she's like known as the like the Bollywood bride. She's the blushing bride in Bollywood, is like, no, th- these these ceremonies, these traditions mean a lot. And yeah. it's important that like we get all the coconuts that are on the list, God damn it! Oh, the coconuts. The coconuts. <laughs> coconut gate in this book. Oh, man.
1: Yeah. The men are like, God forbid we miss a coconut. Yeah. And Maria is very like, yes, God forbid we yeah. miss a coconut. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's like, have several seats, you dicks. Yeah. And so his perspective is, the wedding day should be about the two partners and the vows that you speak. That's the mm-hmm. important part about a wedding. Mm-hmm. And so finally, she's like, hey, what about the rituals diminishes mm-hmm. any of that? Like right. it doesn't take away
1: from the partners and the vows. It accentuates extentu- it, extentu- it, it. That's
0: right. Hashtag, Hashtag intellectualism. intellectualism in
1: 2020. That's
0: the one. And so he says, I thought vows were about promises you made i should have realized it was about how you made them which is just a a
1: barb straight to her heart right there in the ribs yikes oh pikes she made some vows to him you guys (laughs) she did she did make that promise and then when he showed up to be like what about promise? She did say, no, I'm having sex with this guy. She goes, I pooped on it. I pooped on it. Yes, pooped it. I pooped all over it. pooped on it. That's what I did. Oh, no. <laughs> Oops, I pooped on it. Now you're going to get beat up. <laughs> Goodbye, Vikram. <laughs> oh, Enjoy your no. flight back to Naperville. <laughs> oh, poor Vikram. That's
0: what it was like. It was like that. Well, no, it was. it was much more. She was very broken up about it. She just couldn't show him. It was yeah. her start as an actress.
1: But also, I think this shows Sonali Dev's like really masterful. Like, this conversation not only gets another jab in from mm. Vikram Daria and like what she did to him. But it also like lets us in through conversation on a lot of these rituals and like what's going on with this wedding and what the meanings are behind them without hitting us over the head with like exposition and explanation Mm -hmm. from the author's perspective. Completely it's woven in in the story in a way that's like entertaining and not herbsy. Not herbsy. It's totally I know all about the coconuts and I didn't herbs that, which is like a miracle. I would usually, or I would be like wedding traditions, blah blah blah. But no, it was in dialogue. So yeah, I, now that's I learned prime
0: it. Prime herbsing territory for yes, for Aaron. Yes, and I'm so glad I read it. So they like do a big stare down, basically. And yes. uh, she's she's close to shooting that she knows a ton about keeping vows. Saying, "What the fuck is this note?" Oh, oh, no. Oh, basically, she's close to saying, it is saying, she's close to being like, hey, you fucker, I know a ton about keeping vows. And we find out later it's because she made two promises in a very, very short amount of time one to Vikram mm-hmm. and then one to her dying father on his deathbed. Yeah. And she has kept that vow. But she did only keep that one promise. You know,
1: <laughs> she did a 50... She's batting the 500, <laughs> I think, is how that goes. <laughs> like, keeping 50% of your promises is not knowing a lot about promises, like Rhea. Yeah. I mean, she's done a really good job at that one, you know? <laughs> yeah, too good, too <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> okay, but then there's a mix-up that happens. There's a catastrophe with an altar, and so Nikhil and... Jen need to go take care of the altar stuff and Vikram and uh, Rhea need to go take care of the vow stuff. And my note is forced
1: proximity. Finally reading vows out loud. Forced proximity.
0: Yeah. So then, oh my God, you guys, it goes from, it goes from intense, angry stare down to when they're alone in the kitchen she's washing the mugs and he like comes up behind he her does. all close but he not does touching do a neck her.
1: breathe one of Ooh. those neck breathes you know he
0: he does a super sexy neck breathe uh-huh. and then he reaches around her and turns off the water and she thinks to herself i could just take a tiny step back and be in his arms and god she can feel that breath on the nape of her neck don't forget about that uh-huh. yeah. and then she drops the glass into the sink and the spell is broken and he crosses the room like as far as he can away from he her. he runs
1: as fast as he can <laughs> he basically does <laughs>
0: yeah tail between his legs He is out the door and three yep. blocks away yeah no and then he's like hey we we gotta go we gotta go do these vows we gotta oh what he says is he's so he's so good at the mean comment he goes I guess we better go and see what makes those vows so special. Is that that mean?
1: What? I don't know. I didn't think it was that mean. Well, because he's not saying that,
0: that these vows will yeah. be special, whereas the ones she made to him were not, obviously.
1: Oh, yeah. didn't kick up on that. If I were Rhea, I'd be like, sure, let's go. <laughs> no no what i meant was remember how you broke your engagement to me that's what yeah. i was talking about and meanwhile Aaron would be like great gotta get my backpack yeah, gotta sure. go <laughs> get mama shoes get mama shoes i'm super great didn't break no promises <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so then they get in the car and he is like too close to her
1: okay oh, so it's one of those seats it's a seat it's, it's a, a bench, bench seat, seat. Oh, and she's like who boy. even fucking makes cars this way anymore like how did this yeah. happen to me oh yeah how is this they're so sliding. unfair
0: they oh. slide
1: mm-hmm. they're doing a slide oh yeah
0: he's doing a try to talk to her and she's doing a clam clam up
1: uh-huh and uh-huh. then um
0: the temple the priest keeps on lecturing them about being a couple as if they are the couple no matter how many times they finally tell him like we are not the couple we are not together it's like
1: he's got a speech in his head and he's gonna do it no matter who's in front of him he's like i've
0: prepared this speech yeah and the most important thing about it he says that marriage should be about interior oneness Mm -hmm. it's a it's a lot of beautiful stuff so then He's like, I've got two different versions of these vows. Here you go. And one is a super long version. One is a super short version that's a little bit more, well, super short in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot more modern because the the first one is all about, or the section she reads at least, is a lot about making babies. Mm-hmm. And Rhea like physically recoils away from that because mm-hmm. she thinks that her mom And her grandmother both had their schizophrenic crises first Mm -hmm. right after they had babies. Mm -hmm. And so she says that she can't risk it. And like later on, we find out that it also probably had a lot to do with their age. They were both very young when they had children. Mm -hmm. And schizophrenia usually comes out in women between like the ages of 20 and Mm 25-ish. And they were both like 22 or something. And so... Vikram is dubious later on, but it's still it's the connection that she makes, and she can't she doesn't want to risk it because she doesn't want to do the same thing that happened to her to her kid someday.
1: But also, aren't those vows also a lot more stuffy and yes, they're also long a lot more and stuffy. very like explaining of everything yes. exterior instead of kind of the the meaningfulness and the yes. emotions of everything. Yeah. Yeah, so it's absolutely. not just that. I just don't want you guys to think that she made it completely about her and was like, well, this one mentions babies, and I personally don't want to have one. So <laughs> no, no, no to this one for your vows.
0: Yeah. No, It just it's just a vehicle to give us a little bit of insight into her brain and right. the one of the biggest conflicts that she sees later on in being with Vikram long term, because he loves kids. He's all about kids. He mentions several times in the book that he wants like 10 kids. Mm -hmm. And she knows that she will not do that, or at least not physically do that. Right. And so then she's like, hey, Vikram, do you want to check this out? And he's like, oh, hell no. Absolutely not. This is all you. Got to go. Got to go make a call. And by the time she's done, he's outside. And it says that she wants to, like, fly into his sunlit arms. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm.
1: Beautiful. And
0: then he tells her that Uma Atia has had pains in her left arm
1: and so she's oh, like what a red we have herring to go. is this. I listen. <laughs> there there are three times where I was just like, can we not? Like one was that it's like we're just trying to get these two in a hospital, like three right. different times. We just want them to be in trouble for no reason. And like, <laughs> come on. Listen so
0: I really thought this was going to be Chekhov's elderly loved one. But I was really glad that it wasn't. <laughs>
1: All this is, is a vehicle to get these two in a hospital mm-hmm. and get Rhea to be like, I hate hospitals because of how I saw my dad die in one. Right. It's, it was just a, a big waste of time. No, I thought.
0: more than that, it was important to get Vikram to say, I also hate hospitals. I can't believe I ever wanted to be a doctor.
1: Uh, because I'm not. <laughs> right. <it> turns out.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Surprise. So- Guys, Uma just
1: fine, but she is very concerned She's she just having left arm pain. Guys, if you just have a left arm pain, that's not a heart attack. It comes with other shit. It's a pulled muscle in this yeah. case. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to yeah. be. If it's, ju- if it's just like everything about me is totally <laughs> fine. I'm breathing great. I'm fine. No other pains. It's right. just my elbow hurts. <laughs> You're not having a heart attack. It's, it's okay. Live your life.
0: Yeah. Then they, he's like, hey, do you want to wait outside? And she's like, I definitely want to wait outside. And she's like, oh, I hate hospitals. And then he says the aforementioned thing that I just told you about. <laughs> and she's like, excuse me, record scratch. What? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Because in her brain, she's having a full meltdown because she's like, I said goodbye to you. I set you on the path to having this perfect life and like going to be a doctor because everyone, including my self-hatred and depression brain told me that like, If you were with me, you wouldn't be able to do any of the things that like you were
1: destined to do. And now it turns out I sacrificed you and you didn't do the destiny shit. Yeah. She thinks she white fanged him and like set him free. Right. And then he was able to like do his big doctor time career. And he did not. Yeah. He did the opposite of that.
0: Oof. So she says, you loved medicine. How could you have? And he cuts in and goes, quit. Oh, it was easy. I just couldn't go back. It wasn't what I wanted anymore. And she essentially says, why? And then he goes, because I wasn't that guy anymore. The one who thought he knew everything. The one who had his entire life planned out. He, he died when you left him. I couldn't go
1: back to his life. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Heartbreaking.
0: Heartbreaking. So we find out that instead of getting on a plane back to Naperville, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: um,
0: He instead went back to South America and he spent five years not talking to his family, not doing anything, just like working on farms or construction sites or sweatshops sweat at some point, all over the place. He was tutoring some kids, which we find out later led to his brand new project that's really cool and is going to make him a bajillionaire, but also save the world. It was a big awful. And so his whole family apparently, like their whole family apparently thought that he was just doing like a, a privileged rich kid with a broken heart walkabout, like trying to find himself. And like yeah Smith, he, yeah am sorry they're not me. wrong like
1: <laughs> i i have some i have some a little bit of a problem with victor Vikram, vikram's like five-year sweatshop run like you I tell don't me not everything i just well there's just like i i don't there's just so many people in this world that have to work in sweatshops and like yeah have to work in menial construction jobs for no money in third world countries and like all these things that he did to like punish himself like as a rich kid of like i'm gonna do this temporarily as like a Mm. i don't know i didn't care for it and then what comes out of it i think is also a big privilege that i don't know i guess we can talk about it now he worked at enough construction sites in impoverished countries right That now he's teaching like a master's course at the University of Chicago on like Mm -hmm. indigenous construction.
0: Yeah, and the way that you can use um, eco-friendly materials in modern architecture and construction.
1: do we really think he was using like do we think that the part of five years that he spent working on construction sites Mm -hmm. in colombia or whatever or brazil or you know like he was all around south america and central america it really taught him enough about the use of like eco materials like i don't know i just it wasn't even five years And I think if you just pick a random construction site anywhere in the world, it's not Mm going to necessarily be like a like an indigenous, like uh, eco friendly project that is like made in the traditional ways of the traditional people of wherever. It's probably just going to be a regular construction site. Okay. So like, what does this guy know that they're now like this is the expert? It's like they're they're saying this guy there are definitely better people to be teaching this <laughs> course at the <laughs> University of Chicago <laughs> that know more about traditional ways of constructing buildings. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like this particular kid who happens to be from Chicago and extremely privileged in his background and riches happened to work on like maybe one or two construction sites because that wasn't even his only job he tutored kids he worked in a sweatshop he folded clothes he did all these other things yeah that's true so we're talking about two years of experience right right and now he's teaching at the university of chicago (laughs) Like <laughs> all right, I hear you. That's a big privilege. Like I feel like there's there's somebody better in Brazil that's like, Hi, I'm the world's leading expert on this. Right, like would right, you right. mind like no no we've got Vikram, he's from here, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I that, no, that's that's, okay. that's how I feel about the situation.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. I was mostly just in the the I wanna say the toils of the emotion, but that's not right. It's yeah, in, yeah I I was in the emotional upheaval. That's where my brain was.
1: But don't you think like, I'm sorry, when he's like slaving away at wherever horrible job yeah. he's in, he's surrounded by hundreds of people that have to do this job to survive and feed their families. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm just here to punish myself because this is so terrible. Right, guys? Like, oh. I just hate it. I hate it. I hate it.
0: <laughs>
1: That's what the emotional toil angle was for me. Anyway. OK,
0: fair enough. So she's crying and he goes up to her and like starts wiping the tears from her cheeks. And then he goes, you know what finally brought me back? I was in Lima at a restaurant getting hammered after work. There was an Indian family there on vacation. And then basically he sees a, they have a magazine and she's on the cover of it. And he said it was the first time he had seen her in five years. And she's dressed like Mm -hmm. a
1: bride. Like a bride, the Bollywood bride, it says.
0: Yeah, she's all decked out in like jewels. And she had this coquettish look on her face. And he got, he got
1: so mad uh, yeah. about it right yeah she's super big i mad. would also do a big mad yeah because not only did he break breaking not only did she poop on it right but now she's so <laughs> successful that she's on a magazine in brazil like yeah oof. Yeah, oof. yeah it's it's a hard but then he like gets in a fight a random fight with a
0: stranger and then he gets beaten to a pulp
1: oh yeah He does a big bodyguard.
0: Yes. Yes. And his (laughs) boss is so worried that he like takes his phone and calls Nikhil and Nikhil comes and gets him. And apparently his condition on coming home was that no one asked him a single question about the five years that he was gone. And they were like, okay, Vikram, we just need you back.
1: (laughs) Which I would be like. Sure, Vic. And then I'd be like, you, you, you got, you're going to tell me about these five years. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Like, no. Okay.
0: So then she says she's sorry. And it says, for a long while, he didn't respond. Emotions sparked in his eyes like stars in a cloudless sky, too many to separate and identify. She didn't know when she closed her own eyes or when his lips moved close enough for his breath to caress hers. Every inch of her body recognized the intimacy and reached for him, waiting for him to close the distance, to take her lips. It had to be the only way to ease the pain, to make sense of the madness. She reached up. It was a whisper of a movement, but he backed away from it as though she had shoved him with all of her might.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, it is beautiful. It
0: is so beautiful. So she wants to go to him. And, like, comfort him. But she thinks to herself that that it would be taking from him instead of mm-hmm. giving him something. And that's selfish. So she doesn't.
1: Mm-hmm. And she's right.
0: So he <laughs> says that they need to get through the wedding. And then they joke about her being a succubus with talons again. And he says that any man should be nervous around her. Uh-huh. And then we go to another auntie dinner. And it's wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, and we find out that she skipped The Bachelorette because Mira planned it and she didn't want her to be uncomfortable. She's been uncomfy around her. Yeah. Yeah. Good call, Rhea. Oh, my gosh. And then I have to just do a quick, like, this is such good depression writing really fast Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because she basically says that she's glad that Uma is all right. But it says her mind wouldn't stop latching on to darkness, unable to trust any glimmer of brightness. It was paranoia, and it was part of her special gift of depression, along with sadness and fear. Mm-hmm. And oof, my note is oof, so real. Oof. 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 Anyway, so, um, hey, oh, also, HBs, this is where, this is where we're going to, we're going to hand, I'm going to hand the reins over to Erin, because I- So soon? I yes, I did not reread this book this week. Instead, I wanted to get out of this headspace, and I treated my—I've been Ice Planet Barbarianing, I have been Rebel Cartering, I have been in like super
1: happy spaces in (laughs) my reading this week. So I don't think we're there yet, Melody. Melody, we are. We're in Chapter Seventeen. You told me to start at eighteen oh fuck <laughs>
0: apparently my nose
1: my notes just ended okay so. okay basically okay <laughs> um oh. something happens to the sari like there's something going on with saris and no. they have to
0: go we no Nikhil. um Nikhil's oh
1: yeah wedding outfit boy was clothes. lost something in the mail happens yeah. to boy clothes uh-huh. and so they need to go to some kind of like indian outfitter correct in naperville who has like the best of all the clothes
0: and he has the best shop in north america thank you yeah, very in north much
1: america yeah he's got like a right. sign and stuff he's really very cute. proud of this yeah and he's very into ria wearing his clothes or like choosing his he's very into ria being in the shop yeah sure. well
0: and she's got like a scarf on and she's got shades on but people are still seeing her and there's this really cute moment where they're walking in and she starts to walk a little bit faster, and so Vink- Vikram instinctively, because she's only with Nikhil and Vikram, Vikram mm-hmm. instinctively like flanks her on the other side to put his big body in front of whoever is gonna come at her. You guys, yeah, uh, it's
1: nice, it's nice. Yeah, but then, but something then. happens in the shop, like somebody videotapes her well, or takes like dicks. a pictures and stuff, and then like they're like told to leave and they don't. Wait, wait, and, like, a, wait. a fight starts. Wait, wait. You're right. You said turning the reins over to Aaron. All right. All right. And You're just... inaccurate or not, I'm going to tell <laughs> you what the plot is. I don't care if it's real.
0: No, no. It is real. You just missed a section where he tries on a clothing that she really likes. And it's silver. And it brings out <laughs> the molten mercury that in his is eyes. True. And then she's like, like he can tell that she likes it. And so he's fixing to just like walk away from it because he doesn't want her to like it. So there. He wants to get something else that Rhea <laughs> won't like. And then somebody videotapes her. Vikram like flies across the store to get this phone out of this douchebag's hand and delete the video. Right. And then as that happens, somebody gets hit with a, a vase or something. And then Vikram's yeah. head is bleeding. And Rhea has a chin, big chin. emotional response to it. Chin is bleeding.
1: Sure. Yeah. One of those. And then I think her head is bleeding. And he, like, takes a scarf and, like, presses it to her Other head. Other way and, like, around,
0: she takes her scarf and puts it on his oh, right, cabeza. Right, okay. Because his yeah.
1: cabeza is the one that's bleeding. <laughs> and then... <laughs> it's easy, It's not even clear, though. Okay, so... <laughs> and,
0: then, and then he puts his arm around her waist and he's holding her tight to her. And then Mira walks in. Poor sunshine Mira. It's just uh-huh. like...
1: Hey guys, I was told to show up here, and I do see that you do have her in your arms, and right? you are doing a comfort, and it is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot, and I am still Mira, yeah. normal, nice, normal, uh, really great. Need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> just watching this train wreck happen in front yeah. of me. I and can't so then control the it. Proprietor
0: goes and gets a first aid kit, and Ria keeps trying to be like Mira, as his girlfriend, you should put the bandage on, and Mira's like. No, really. No, you should. He is the one yep. that won't let go of you right now. You are the one yep. in his arms, not Mira, it's the girl. It's pretty clear. I don't belong here. Yeah. So anyway, anyway he's I'm like, out, he's hashtag like,
1: justice for Mira, <laughs> right. stepping out,
0: and he's like, I'll do my own bandage. <laughs> And then, (laughs) and then Nikhil Nikhil goes and gets the car and then Vikram like gets her outside and he like wants to be all up on her when he puts her in the car and he's Mm -hmm. like, he's like waiting there and he, he doesn't want to leave her because he's all worried and she doesn't want to leave him because she's all worried and then a paparazzo Mm -hmm. or like a crowd or something comes up and then they're both like, drive, drive, drive Nikhil. And so he speeds off like a, like a getaway driver. Leaving Vikram there yeah. to hang out with Mira, and Rhea thinks, Well, I guess he's gonna put it in her right now. And uh, then she wakes <laughs> up that for that
1: listener. It. <laughs> and that listener is what it looks like when Melody turns the reins over to Aaron because she doesn't remember the plot. <laughs> How Breaks out wrong. How was it wrong? It wasn't wrong. I said so they tried to take a picture and then a fight breaks out. And you were like, no, shut up. A voice breaks. And then- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a giant dick. No, you're not. It's just funny. It's just funny. I just wanted <laughs> you to understand that I was, I had done Ben right. Okay. You so were. Then,
0: yeah.
1: Rhea. So then? She's asleep in the Naperville house yeah. and well, she's, she's, she's in her bed and she hears a car drive up and she realizes that it's Vikram in the car, in a cab, in a car. He's in a mm-hmm. cab. He wasn't driving the car. He stumbles out the one. of the cab he's and drunk he's drunk. Super super drunk. And he and and she's been waiting falls up for Doesn't him. he like, fall on the pavement. He yeah. stumbles. He and does little little stuff. You guys. Mm. She hears him come up the stairs. Mm-hmm. She hears him because she's wide awake. She hears him mm. touch the doorknob oh. and like start to turn it. And then and he comes all the way up the stairs. Oh. Yeah. She hears him let go of the doorknob and oh. walk away. And you guys, it is it is a beautiful, it is a oh, devastate, yeah. it is incredible. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't really understand why. This jogs her memory back to the trauma of her childhood. Yeah. Where she went into the attic where she wasn't supposed to go. OMG. Ugh, and encountered her schizophrenic mother. And the yeah. the description of this is very like. That her mother was not a person, was an animal, and there's like spittle and stink and biting and blood.
0: So he full on Mrs. Rochester's her. Yes. She's up in the attic doing a big Jane Eyre, Mrs. Rochester,
1: unmedicated, unwatched. So much unmedicated, unwatched that uh, Rhea doesn't even know she's up there. Yeah. And so, like, I don't think she's even coming down for like, anything meals showers stuff yeah human interaction this is this is one of the cruelest things i've ever i feel like not enough attention is paid in this book to how cruel it was to keep that that the the monster that her mother became Mm -hmm. is not only the fault of her schizophrenia which i you know is is partially to blame i'm sure but like is much greater the fault of her father for locking this woman in an attic for what 20 years like, yeah he
0: wouldn't he couldn't he felt like he couldn't get her treatment because of the stigma and so he just hid her away
1: and i just i i just feel it's, like i can't i can't i understand i get it the stigma but like this is this is horrifying like this yeah. troubled me deep
0: yeah absolutely absolutely So Rhea goes up there because like one of her grandmothers dies and her last words to her was like, don't go up to the attic. So of course she's going to go up there. Opens the door and she gets fully attacked and assaulted by her mother. Broken ribs, bites. She's like bleeding from all over her body. She's got broken bones. Like it's really, really bad. And her dad comes up and essentially saves her, but her one and only memory of interacting with her mom is getting brutally assaulted by her when mm-hmm. she just like went to see what was going on so she mm-hmm. gets hospitalized
1: ria ria gets hospitalized yeah 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 the yeah, mother yeah. they just they just do shut that door
0: yeah they just leave it leave her up there yeah oh my gosh
1: horrifying so then yeah this is kind of like past and present in a way that i i really wasn't sure what was going on because Mm -hmm. then it was like after this flashback it was like she had to go out to the oak where like her and vikram's oak and then at some point like past becomes present and vikram is there and she's like dreaming she feels know. like Let she's me know. dreaming. What?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm not. I'm not super sure, but like, well, Vikram's because she there. goes out to
0: the oak, and he's like up in the tree, and she's like, "You were but was drunk. that
1: young Vikram or was that now Vikram?" That's that's now
0: Vikram, right?
1: Okay, so this scene happens at the tree. I thought she woke up in bed. Maybe like I couldn't. This was so like well melded between past and present that oh, I wasn't yeah. really sure if she went out to the tree in the present tense and he was up in the tree and she was like oh you were drunk before you know like that kind of thing or there the only past I... her ran out to the oak and then he was above her waking her up i wasn't super sure what was going oh, on oh
0: interesting but it doesn't really so the, matter the it was only just... reason i think that is the way it is is because in that scene somewhere she's like he wasn't drunk anymore like he was sober now and uh, yeah. you know making all these declarations so basically Vikram Vikram lays his heart on the on his sleeve
1: oh god it's so she's like Vikram stay away from me and he's yeah. very much like he kind of puts it out there he's like how do you deal with this shit all these fans and the fame and everything right. and she's like i like it I made a great decision. I had an opportunity. I took it. I do not yeah. feel bad about it. I would do it again, which is like, whoa, Rhea. Like, yeah. That's a well, big hurt. Like, you white fanged him once. Like, be cool a little bit now. Yeah.
0: But he sees right through her and he's like, no, you lied. 10 years ago, and I know you're still lying, and I don't know what you're lying about, and I don't know why you're doing this, but I'm not. So, last episode, she was so mad at Nikhil because she's like, even though all the words coming out of my mouth and all of the evidence would suggest that these terrible things are true. He shouldn't believe that of me. And Vikram's stepping up to the plate and being like, I refuse to believe
1: that of you. You are lying to hide something or something. But at the same time, he realizes that when she's saying, I would do this again, like this mm. is the decision I made and I would make it a hundred more times, he realizes she's not lying when she yes. says that. Yes. And in her mind, she thinks back to the promise that she made her dying father. Right. And we we find out that the mother killed the father by throwing an oil lamp at him and burned down the whole house and also killed a, a nurse or a maid. Yeah. And yeah. oh, God. And then the mother of that nurse or maid, she just like never told what actually happened. No, the daughter and she went to visit. Oh, the daughter of that nurse or maid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I mean. And like, so she never knew what actually happened. And then Rhea went to visit her dying father in the hospital and he's like all burned and, you know, horrifying, horrifying situation. Yeah. And he's like, take care of your mother. Right. Which I just, uh, how about you take care of her? Yeah. How about You have, that is such a shitty promise to put uh-huh. on your daughter. Like I get that he was dying, but that was such a shitty, shitty move. How about you should have taken care of her for the past 20 years or whatever? Don't put this on her. Yeah. Oh, I was so mad. She's 18
0: at this point. This is is right after she promises Vikram that they're going to be together forever once he gets back from Brazil. And then she has to immediately go to Mumbai because her mom has burned the house down and everyone in it. Oh, also... The dad, after his whole body was apparently on fire. Yes. And he covered the mom in a blanket and carried her outside while his whole body was still burning. And the nurse dies. Yeah. So this happens like right after that. And she's like, oh, my God, how am I supposed to take care of my mom? Because I don't think that locking her in another attic
1: is going to fucking do it. And this just shouldn't have been on her. Like, all of a sudden, now we need to get mental health treatment. for. Th- I, I, I was so mad at the father. Well, like, I don't she think did that, not that kill was... him. He killed himself. Like, Yeah.
0: I will say, I think that was Uma Atia and Vijay Kaka, because they came over for the dad's funeral. That's Uma's brother, mm-hmm. is the dad. And so I think that they stepped in with her. And was like, we need to do a legit asylum. Like, we need to get her taken care of.
1: And so they helped her coordinate all of that. Yeah. I understand that. But like, why all of a sudden now is he saying we need to take care of her? What I'm saying is,
0: I don't think the dad was saying, get her mental health treatment. I think he was saying, just take care of your mom in the way that he would. That was my impression. Oh, my gosh. I just,
1: she's not an animal. Like, it upset me to my core and this might be my own baggage coming to this, but like I absolutely this horrifying. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So that like, she's thinking about like that, like that's, that's why I'm not lying. Now when I say I would have made the same decision, because the reason why she slept with Vade to get the parts to make the Bollywood movies was that Mm -hmm. so that she would have the money to pay for her mom to go into the asylum. And she could have probably just asked Vikram, to help her with that since he's super rich but she right. didn't want Vikram to know that she was a child of insanity. Well, more than that, the second and layer to that, sorry, is the mom. Because yeah, the mom yeah, yeah. had told her all you're going to do is siphon and leech off of my son for the rest of your life and the, your insanity curse is going to be a curse on our family, which she yeah. was, would be a self-fulfilling prophecy then. So it's it's a it's a bad. It's a rough and it's a bad and that's why she did it.
0: She doesn't want to stay romantically connected to him because at the end of the day she doesn't want to saddle him with the same Mental health crises, as her dad right. experienced with her mom, right? And it's just Ugh. so sad.
1: Yeah, because she she really believes that this is going to happen to her too.
0: Yeah, she's waiting for it. She's like, I go running Ugh. every day because that's one of the best ways to like stave off like
1: the endorphins or whatever is the best way to to stay mentally balanced. Uh-huh. But like, one of the ways to most like be mentally unsafe is to like isolate yourself and like keep all right. this stuff in and like, um, Rhea, Ria like running I know. can't help you <laughs> when you're doing all this horrible stuff to yourself but he basically says like listen I'm I'm calling bullshit on this and I'm not going to like listen to your lies and just back down right. not this time yeah. and she's like there isn't a this time we don't yeah. have a this time Like you have Mira and then he's like Oh no, I don't I don't have Mira anymore. And she's like, "Vikram, what did you do?" And he's like, "Mira broke up with me," which yeah. I think is supposed to surprise the reader, but it relieved this reader because I'm right. like, "Mira, be free." That's right. <laughs> live your life away from this like chaos tornado of depression. <laughs> thing. break yeah. the chains, go away. Yeah. I hope she ends up so happy with somebody not Vikram
0: yeah yeah because he we find out later that he was like basically trying to make her into ria and that's yeah oh
1: that's god not what it's mira awful, deserves. awful bad Oof. so the tension is like really high in this scene and he's just like yeah. you're the perfect she's like she was perfect for you and he's like no you're perfect for me yeah. like it's it's about to it's it's fucking it's on and yeah. then like uma comes into the kitchen and it's like who wants dumplings or whatever? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Breaks it up. So then we have another like snack time. Like I feel like all the breakups in this movie are like snacks of some kind. Which my is my favorite. My favorite yeah. way to break up the day. Yeah. And <laughs> Vikram and Nikhil have like a like a competition of who can eat more tasty treats. Uh-huh. I really liked that. Yeah, it's really cute. Moving on. So then like they're setting up stuff for the wedding in like the yard. They're carrying out boxes. They're putting up the tent. They're doing that kind of stuff. And Mm. she sees him on the roof. Yeah. He's hanging out on the roof, like just kind of like. Have
0: they not hooked up already?
1: No. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, because he just sort of keeps, so as they're setting up, he just sort of keeps appearing at her side. Yes. Because I think at the end of that conversation out at the Oak or whatever, he was like, FYI, I'm DTF. I'm ready to do this. Yeah. It's on in my brain, but I am not going to chase you again.
1: Yeah. So he's just up on this roof, like looking handsome and vulnerable it says he watched her waited for her to find him to meet his eyes something so possessive so tender so incredibly magnetic flickered Mm. across his face that she couldn't look away he rubbed his chest completely unconscious of the action so heartbreakingly vulnerable that in this moment ria would have done anything to protect that look on his face to keep him safe absolutely anything so she has this idea of like Mm -hmm. she needs to stay away from him because she's got to keep him safe like if she hooks up with him that's the end like he's going to like fall off this cliff and into her like horrible life and he's going to be lost again then she gets a call from big dj and indiastars.com has the picture of like her taking her scarf and like being in vikram's arms and like wiping up the blood and nothing really comes of that his face isn't shown but it alerts
0: everybody that she is in naperville definitely
1: right And that she might have like a new man or something like there's this buzz around her now.
0: Oh, because apparently Vade has been trying to keep his name in the press. And so Big DJ has Mm -hmm. been like, you need to lay low because Vade hasn't told anybody about your liaison yet. But like right. if he thinks that he can capitalize on a surge in attention to you, he will. Right. So you definitely he need will. to like get bodyguards and stay off the radar. And she's like, I'm gonna stay off the
1: radar, but no bodyguards. No bodyguards. I don't want no. those bodyguards. Yeah. Don't. It's the henna ceremony now. And they do all the henna, and then they see whose henna it turns different colors, and it means yeah. something for the kind of love that you have in your life, yeah. and Rhea's henna turns like dark, 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 like the dark, Ugh. all the the very darkest henna, yes. and it means that you have an intense love and a steadfast love. Yeah. Woo! And she does, you guys. Vikram she... loves her
0: across the ages and across the oceans and across a lot of pain
1: Ooh. for himself. So, like, they are still doing setup. She's like looking for something or like needs something. And she goes into like a ra- what she thinks is a random guest room. Mm-hmm. And she smells this smell that's like so familiar and is like, is yeah. Vikram. And like, I know how this feels. It's like you go into a room and it's like the person's room. And it's like yeah. all of these feelings come back. And she yeah, realizes, she's down in the oh basement. no. Yeah, this is yeah. his room, and she just thinks he's back for the wedding. She didn't know right. that he was like living here in Naperville with his parents, with his aunt and uncle. I'm sorry, I keep saying that, and I don't know why. It's well, like very she's, clear who she's his mother is more of is. a mother
0: figure than his mother is. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh God! So he comes into the room and is like, "Why are you in here? Why are you in my room?" And she's like, "I was looking for." lanterns or whatever and he's right. like in my room and she's like uh-huh. I didn't know it was your room I just thought it was a guest room Ooh. and he's very like you know there's this there's this thing between us and she's like no there's not I don't know what you're talking about it says he leaned closer locked her into place with his blazing gaze I'm talking about the big searing holes were burning into each other this insane crazy oh. thing between us I'm talking about how badly we want each other it's time yeah. to finish this Rhea and she says how romantic do you get far with these lines like she is yes. not you about get it so yes, yes, get so far with me Vikram. grow you getting so far with me Vikram. like now that i know you're the victim here <laughs> oh god and so like He's just like, why are we pretending? Like, yeah, this. And he gets like really up in her like space, and they're like oh. sharing breath. Yeah, she's like, well, I'm only going to be here four days. After that, I have to leave, and like, we shouldn't like this is a bad, 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 bad idea. And no, he's like, and he's like, let's make the care. most of those
0: four days.
1: Yeah, I don't care what happens after four days. After the future, about the past, I don't care. I just want you more badly than I've ever wanted anything. Oh. And his eyes backed up his words every single one of them oh boy oh and this is when he talks about how he's tried to make every other woman into Rhea. he was trying to make mia into Rhea. i just wish i could like read all of this i know out loud but it makes <laughs>
0: sense because in the that's why he looked at mira and said it'll be just us down here because he was mm-hmm. he was role he's playing. trying to recreate it yeah oof yes yeah. And so she's like, so, she panics and leaves, basically, right?
1: No. No. No, 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 no. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. This is a big hot kiss. He says, I oh. can feel your body screaming, Rhea. I feel what you're feeling. His eyes found hers again. His fingers found her hair, the gentlest tug, and her face was turned up to his, a breath oh away God. from a kiss. Still nothing? He blew the word into her lips. Rhea arched up on her toes and pressed into his mouth, finding that maddening gap with her lips. He has this like, like lip gap, like a Brad mm-hmm. Pitt situation. Oh. Ugh, ugh. And then it's just like a whisper of a kiss. Yeah. But like it heats up and is a kiss. Yeah. And then they just devour each other. Yeah. She wrapped her arms around him, blah blah blah. Oh tongues. She's all up on things. her toes. It's so good. It's better than I'm making it guys. Him. It's very good. Oh. <laughs> it is so good. And then she says nothing. There's nothing here. Absolutely nothing. And then she runs off. He yeah. calls her a
0: liar as she's like That's running right. off.
1: It's good. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah. So then <sighs> that night she's in her room and she starts rationalizing to herself. Right. And she's right. Like, right. I mean I guess mm-hmm. that it wouldn't be good like, so bad. Could,
1: it wouldn't be the worst. <laughs> we could just We just have make to get it out of, of our, our systems.
0: Days. Yeah. She's just, we just laying in her bed, just, just
1: like knowing he's down there. Just
0: get it out of our systems. Yeah, and then we won't do it ever again. Right. It'll be fine. We just got to pound it out and then we just got to go about this.
1: our lives. So she. Oh, Rhea, you're so wrong, but you're so right. So she know, goes Rhea. down. Good job, and Rhea. And she finds him. Good job, Anything Rhea. you need to tell yourself yeah. to get down to that basement. Yes, 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 yes. I am yes, yes, into yes, it. Yes, yes.
0: And so she opens the door and he looks up from his drafting table and it's exactly the way she pictured he would look sitting there. And then uh-huh. he gets up and it says that he very decisively strides over to her.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's very like you know that James McAvoy kiss in Atonement, where he like yes. walks across the library. Yes, yes. it's very that, Ooh. and then it's very on. It's very on TM. It is so
0: on TM. Yeah they press themselves up against each other and they're just like
1: ravenously kissing it's each other. It's just like animalistic, you guys. It's Yeah. So. He's got good. handfuls so of good. ass.
0: She's got her hair twi- or her hands twined in his hair. She's like kissing on his jaw and then he moans and captures her mouth
1: again mm. as if he just couldn't uh, even uh, see-
0: like think about never kissing her again. And then He takes off her pants while they're still kissing and then takes off his pants and then he hikes her up on him and (laughs) then he walks her over to the bed and she goes bounce, bounce on the bed and he... Oh, and then it says that he puts his hips right like in her open legs where he belongs, you guys. Where he
1: belongs. The perfect fit. Perfect fit. (sighs)
0: Perfect fit. And so... It's good stuff. Oh, and then he has to like break to grab a condom and and then he just like shoves it right in there's no yeah. preamble there's Mm-mm. no like opening her up she says that she just feels like the piercing like overwhelming need it's such a need, such a need. Yes. yes and she's filled with him and then <sighs> it's really good and then and then and when she comes she says like Vicky. She calls Vicky, him Vicky, Vicky for the first time. For the first
1: time in 10 years she calls him yeah. Vicky.
0: His real it's name beautiful. on her lips like oh god. Yes. that. Th- I mean it is a longing that
1: comes to life. I'll tell you that much. And it's a lot about like all these years of <gasps> oh, yearning oh. and longing and distance. Yes. Yeah.
0: And so then they both come and um, it says that oh man it's like they were they were one flesh like one feasting whatever being oh what is it because oh no okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do it the way i did it last time hold on all you have to do is search the word thrust and then you (laughs) can find it i'm here i just don't know okay it says hot drenched satisfaction exploded inside her just as he exploded too, dousing her insides and gathering every one of her scattering pieces into himself. Dousing her insides. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Just scattering, <laughs> gathering every one of her scattered pieces into himself until they were one being one life, complete unfractured. And you guys, it harkens back to the lecture that the priest gave them at the Hindu temple about marriage oh, being yes. about interior oneness. You. Guys, it's so
1: symbolic. Anyway, but the thing to me, like the thing to me, that was the most beautiful was the first half of that paragraph. This just shows how opposite we are. The <laughs> first half of that paragraph is what got yeah, me, yeah, 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 where yeah. she yells out "Vicky," and his 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 thought is like, "Finally, finally, his name, the piece of him that was hers and hers alone spilled from her lips into his mouth." Oh, and that's when he comes. Yeah, beautiful. beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. So, they wake up the next morning in his bed and they can hear people in the kitchen upstairs and It says that she feels very, like,
0: reborn because she finally yes. slept well on Vikram's chest. She feels yeah, for the
1: first time. Yeah. Reborn.
0: Okay, everybody. And
1: rested for the first time. Rested. Yeah. As one yeah and so she's like oh i have to get up and go upstairs and blah 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 and he's very like let's do sex again like we're making up for lost time and she's like um no the aunties are upstairs cooking upstairs cooking and they're gonna realize something's up and like i've got to get my shit together what do you think about like she makes him close his eyes so she can like get out of bed and get dressed is that not the weirdest
0: I don't know. People are weird. It's fine. I think. (laughs) I thought it was so weird. To me, that came across as her being like, I can't be vulnerable in front of you. Like, this can be sex, but it can't be like, you know, like we can't continue the intimacy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I she just guess, wants to keep but, on putting walls up in front of him. So, like, don't yeah, look. Okay, I can it.
1: kind of see that. Yeah, it just struck me as kind of silly. Yeah, he was just inside you, girl. Yeah. But so then that day, they're like putting up the tent and like doing a bunch of the the wedding stuff, and like they're yeah. doing a bunch of stuff on the lawn, carrying things around. Like Vikram, like does like a pulley to like hoist things up, and it's so a he's, very like, impressive pulley. That yeah yeah somebody's like you should patent that he's like um the pulley like i'm pretty <laughs> sure that's been patented i thought it was really funny it but was good. the thing that's interesting is like ria is like singing is like oh skipping God. around and everybody notices the full 180 in Ria's. It's like yeah. why is she so cheerful and giggly because she got that d for the <laughs> first time <laughs> in 10 years it's so clear <laughs> to everybody that she has gotten that deep
0: and vikram is like smoldering at her all the time he's trying to get her to go off and bang it out like in the shed you know
1: it says if Rhea had to identify one day as the happiest day of her life this would be it from the spotless mm-hmm. sunshine to the buzz of happiness in the air to the presence of every person who meant anything to her it was flawless um it says after working all morning with Vikram and Nikhil then they decorated the tent and they laid out like a lunch and she's just like so happy it's Mm -hmm. just it's just the perfect perfect most most wonderful day yeah and she thinks about the difference between like when they had sex when they were 18 and it was all self-conscious and urgent and you know hormones and now it's like intense and consuming and beautiful and love and like uh
0: Yeah, it's matured just as they have separately.
1: So then that night, after all the decorating and everything, Uh she goes out to the oak tree and is like, Vikram, are you up there? And there's like a leaf rustle and she knows that he's up there. And then he turns on the tree and he has like (gasps) illuminated it with lights, like the extra lights from the wedding with like battery packs and stuff. Yeah, solar battery packs that he
0: like made. Yeah, that he
1: like invented or whatever. I think I don't know. And it's very bully. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's, it's It's a traditional Naperville tree
0: lighting, except that we know that tree stump Tammy was not involved
1: okay no this is all the crow trees done tammy (laughs) but in the way that there is a traditional highlander finger banging there is also a traditional naperville tree lighting that's right this is it he's done it (laughs) if you are in love in naperville you do have to put christmas lights all over (laughs) the tree that signifies the love between the childhood love between you and your betrothed that's correct
0: (laughs) and then they like have sex out in that right next to the tree
1: they do yeah, it right. And he there. like talks to her about this like solar cell battery pack that he made and like that's a turn on for her. Well, wait, wait, no. What the turn on is is that he's been
0: tinkering with it for years, but the thing that gave him the push to finally finish it is wanting to do this project for her because she is his ultimate muse. Well,
1: yeah. Because if you live in Naperville and you did a childhood love and then somehow that was betrayed and now you're coming back mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. this is the only way. It's to the only gesture. Show. Yeah. yeah. It's the only way to show the woman you love that you love her. That's correct. Is to put Christmas lights on a random a tree that That's meant right. something to you guys. Mm hmm. So, yeah, so, like, he he can kind of see her, like, getting into her head a little bit, and he makes her promise that she won't think about anything else about, like, any past or future or whatever, just them and how it feels, and she promises, and they have a beautiful night together, and then the next day is the wedding. Yeah. And so we get a lot oh. of, like, how beautiful the wedding is and how beautiful, like all of the all the clothes and the decorations and the food Mm. and everything and they sit next to each other Vikram has never been to a traditional Indian wedding before
0: Wait, wait wait up in the up in the hotel room he's up in the hotel room with the bride before the ceremony even they're all together Right? i don't remember this yeah I so they're take a note they're on this tell me in about it hotel room and uh-huh. vikram and ria are sort of like joking with each other or whatever and jen is like so it's on huh you guys are doing it right you guys mm-hmm. are like totally oh, digging right, down, right, right. right right guys yeah. and they're like what uh-huh. i don't know oh, oh, i don't know you. what you could <laughs> <about, laughs> just jen. such a P.S. thing i believe your wedding is starting
1: so we better skip two <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's really cute And then the ceremony
1: starts. Yeah, so they, like, take seats, they sidle up next to each other at the wedding, and Vikram's like, how long is this going to be? Because I do want to go upstairs and sex you. And she's like, four hours. And he's Uh like, the fuck? Like, I'm going to sit here for four hours? (laughs) But it turns out you don't have to, like, stay there and watch the whole thing. You can, like, walk around and get snacks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, the the whole, like, this is four hours, but you get snacks component is, like, the perfect um, uh, compromise here. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, so they, they, oh, wait, wait, wait. So they're they behind the throne find, like, place? altar thing. Wait, no, they're yes. behind the throne right. altar thing, and he's doing a big rub on her exposed midriff, and she's doing a big yes. clownfish,
1: clownfish, his dick.
0: <laughs> like she's, she's doing, clown a, yeah, 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 yeah. She's uh-huh. doing a clownfish uh-huh. on his anatomy, and then he grabs her by oh. the arm yeah what and then
1: she tells him that the is it a sari that she's wearing is yeah. uma's yeah Oh, and uma gave it to her it was one of her because i guess there are like multiple wedding dresses that yeah. you wear and so like uma gave her one of her wedding dresses that she wore at one of the ceremonies of her wedding to wear and so like i don't know it's like very and it's uh, emotional for vikram you know because yeah. she basically raised him and like I think that the blessing of Uma mm. means more to Vikram than the blessing of his own mother. Oh. And like, this is kind of a sign. Like, yes. like Uma has given her this dress to wear. It's yeah. just gorgeous. And he tries not to cry when she tells him this.
0: Yeah. Mom. And it's also really sweet because Uma Atya says that she wanted to wait and give it to Rhea for her wedding. But then mm-hmm. she says, I have so many dresses. So I'll just give you one of the one of the other mm-hmm. ones I wore mm-hmm. for your wedding and it's wonderful so he grabs her arm and they scurry to the elevator
1: they're gonna go have a quickie because they have again four hours and he takes them ah dude i am team ria on this one super he takes them to the honeymoon suite he wants to go Um, to the honeymoon suite and And she's she's like like, no "No." yeah she's like no fuck that fuck you dude we
0: can't we can't I'm not giving them sloppy seconds honeymoon suite. Yeah, that's fucked
1: up, bro. That said, would I have (laughs) done it on the bed? No. Absolutely not. No. (laughs) Uh 100% not. (laughs) But like another area of the room? I don't know that I would have been super opposed. Or against the door. Like no, not on like a certain like yeah, like against the wall on the floor, or, like, like, uh, on the floor. They do yeah. it on the floor anyway. So exactly. So on a like, table. I, here's the thing. And if it were my honeymoon suite, please. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd be fine like with that. I it was fine my honeymoon suite. Yeah, I know. Just you not would on the know, bed, but also I would. <laughs> 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 we all know you would. <laughs> but don't touch the bed. Just don't. Just go. Don't go near the bed. And I yeah. think it's probably fine. That's what yeah, I say. Yeah, I agree.
0: Anyway, she puts her foot down.
1: Janitor closet. Yeah, they do (laughs) with like
0: towels and stuff. Uh huh. And so he puts her up on this table, and he is determined to make her tell him what she wants, because Mm -hmm. she is demurring away from it. And so he keeps on just torturing her with all of his sexiness. He's got oh my god, Aaron. He has her. He has his hands on her ankles and her uh-huh. her heels like right up against her ass and he's holding her in uh-huh. place as she like tries to lift her hips up into him for a little bit of friction And he's just Uh making out with her whole face and devouring her that way. And she keeps being like, Vicky, please, Vicky, please, now, don't wait anymore. And he's he's like,
1: like, please what, Ria?" He just loves, he loves the sound of his name when she says it. So, like, he's not, he's not going to give her what he wants or or what she wants if she continues to say his name like that. He's in no hurry. her her to tell him what she wants. Oh, Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And so
0: she, like, tries to put her heels around his ass and pull him close her and then he disentangles her again and puts her back up on the table and then he starts using his hand uh, oh he pulls up her her skirt and she's like she's like Vicky no because he like stops kissing her and he he his whole body stills and he says do you want me to stop mm. and then she bites his neck and says don't you uh-huh. dare stop and then he pushes it's his so neck good. into her teeth and he keeps on fluffing up her, her skirt <laughs> and then he uses his <laughs>
1: Fingers Melody's over the place. referencing <laughs> any text. <laughs> did, I should say, and also did not for the first sex scene. <laughs> anyway, continue. What did he do after he ruffled up or whatever? So then he uses his fingers
0: on the, uh-huh. the lace of her panties and she's like trying to push up into him and he, he won't give her any more friction. And she's like, please, Vikram, please. And he's like, what do you want me to do? You got to tell me what you want. And then she says, please, Vicky, please, more, now, more. Uh And so then he gives her more friction. And then just as she's about to come, he slips off her underwear and he puts his mouth on her. And then he eats her Uh out like the champion he is until she (laughs) comes like four times in a row as she's sitting up on this table. (gasps) And she's like writhing and she's got her hands in his hair and it's the whole thing. And then he picks her up. And, oh no, no, and then she's like spent on the table, and so he starts to undo his pants, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like she's like, no, and so she gets off the table, and then she gives him a smooch, and then she starts <laughs> to undo his pants, and then he's like, "Oh, fuck Ria, oh, because she's going down on those knees, you guys." And then she can only go down on him for a little while because he gets very overwhelmed. And then he pulls her back up. And that's when he lays her down on some towels. He like he he smurgles the towels off of the shelf.
1: Bing, bing, bong, towel sanitation with Aaron. People are going to get those towels and they're going to use them in their showers and put them on their faces. No,
0: I thought that what they did was then put them in whatever laundry camper. God, I hope so. All right. Just leave them on the ground. Let people know they are dirty.
1: I hope so.
0: Okay, so then he lays her on the ground. (laughs) And then Uh everything starts becoming very, like, gentle and reverent. And he's worshiping her as he, like, pulls up her skirt again and settles himself in between her legs. And then he, oh, my God, you guys, he goes all the (laughs) way in. (laughs) He puts his penis all the way in. And then she's trying to, like, buck against him. And he he said he hushes her and he's like just feel this feel me all the way feel inside feel it baby me. feel it baby he doesn't say 50 that you guys shades of
1: gray Nickel
0: is not that corny okay
1: you just said
0: no he's just like feel this and don't move Mm -hmm. just just, you know experience the stillness and me like all the way up inside you but meanwhile Mm -hmm. he's devouring her with his mouth and so he's like Mm -hmm. he's showing her all of his passion in her mouth and then she comes with like no friction whatsoever because the kiss is so hot with just like the Mm -hmm. full penetration and then she starts like you know really really thrusting against him through her orgasm and then he joins her and they thrust and thrust and thrust and thrust and then they both come again
1: (laughs) and this segment has been (laughs) bing bong bong sex plot with melody which is becoming a much more popular segment since lukov and i don't know because that took about 13 minutes So then, anyway. After the sex is <laughs> done over, he's like, Oh, for an ice princess, you're pretty loud. They probably mm-hmm. heard you all the way down in the wedding. And she's like blushing and being like, Oh, Vicky, and he's like, Well you do that, it's gonna happen again. And she's like, Yeah. Ditty. And then he's an ace at folding towels because quote, I worked in <laughs> a sweatshop in Honduras for a while, folding clothes. Ew, Vikram, ew. So he's like, <laughs> I'm so speedy at folding these towels or whatever.
0: Well, and then he also helps her put her sari back on.
1: Yes, that too. They note that they did not use a condom. So she says that she has an IUD. So that's going to be fine, at least for pregnancy protection.
0: But then, then she starts getting in her head because she's yes. like... OMG, can't have babies. Vikram want babies.
1: And also, like, yeah, she starts thinking about the IUD and realizing that he wants babies. And also, when he mentions the sweatshop, she's like, that's my fault. That's why he was in the sweatshop. And, like, it's going to happen again because we've only got, like, another day. And he's Mm -hmm. going to just, like, fall off this cliff for her. And then... so. Then they're, like, leaving the, the janitor's closet and her hair is all skewed. She had her hair up in a bun and it's, like, coming out and whatever. And he's she's like, do I look good? And he's like, oh, you look so radiant and you're wonderful. And then when they get back down to the wedding, they were well, smack too. Into-
0: but before this, she, had, like, the whole mood has changed. And he's been like, hey, yes. Ria, what's going on? What's in your brain parts? And she's like, nothing. I just look so weird right now and I'm just trying to fix it. And he's like, no, we should talk about this. And then they run into her, his mom.
1: Oh, yes! And it is a big bad. Like he, he kind of has like a conversation with her, and then oh my, like gosh. fucks Aaron, off, right?
0: Sort of. No, it broke my heart because his mom gives her like a big smile, and she's like, "That's the biggest smile I've ever seen from her, especially pointed she at me." Thinks she's Mira, and she thinks she's Mira. Like
1: for yes. this, this, seemed wholly unbelievable to me which is insane it's insane because like she's a movie star you she's seen a her. big movie star and no one looks that different from 18 yeah. to 28 there's no yeah. way but when she figures out that she's ria her oh like God. eyes ice over yeah and it becomes oh my gosh because she has the same eyes as vikram yes and he he gets oh. the same like iced over black Rache. sort of expression yeah and she she's like well why would ria be here and vikram's right. like well why why wouldn't she be here because this is, Nikhil's Nikhil's wedding. This, is what a, talking about? this is a big deal and i don't yeah. remember how she gets alone with the mom but like well at some does that qu- happen if, like, twice they break away yeah and then the mom encounters her a little later or something yeah but she's basically
0: like hey what were you doing upstairs with my son tell me right now yes
1: yeah and she's like, well, you don't have, it's not your business what Vikram yeah. and I do. He, you don't have like control over him. Right. And this is not your problem to deal with. And she's like, it is my problem to deal with. Mm-hmm. And you will not be going near my son. So like nothing has changed in the past 10 years.
0: Well, and is this where the, she goes out to the pool? Like she goes back to the ceremony for a minute, but then yes. she ends up back at the pool, like out at the pool to get some fresh air or something like that. And the mom follows her. And so the mom is like, she basically like, what the fuck are you doing? You made a promise to me that you would leave my son alone at X, Y, and Z. And then at, by the end of this conversation though, Rhea looks at her and she's like, what you don't understand about all of this is that I have the power to absolutely ruin you. I have the power to take your son away from you forever. If I told him that you were the one who talked me out of being with him, he would never speak speak to you you again. again. And the mom like freaks out because this is apparently the only time that's crossed her mind. What? Yeah, I don't
1: know. And then, also, when she's inquiring, like she stands up to her for the first time. Like when she's saying, What were you guys doing upstairs? And she's kind of saying, None of your business. Yeah. Eventually she says, Why don't you tell me? Because you told me once that you come from like a family of intellectuals 15 generations right. back. So why don't you figure it out? And the mom is very kind of taken aback by how Rhea is mouthing off to her. And she's yeah. like, Did you expect that I would be the same easy target now as I was when I was 18? Yeah. Because yeah. that's not the case.
0: Right. It's very much like, and Elizabeth Bennett, no, I will not make that promise to you.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would yes. like to go
0: back to the house now. <laughs> yeah. And then, and so the mom is like, but you like, like, please don't do that. And Rhea thinks to herself, she doesn't say this to the mom, to the mom. She's like, well, watch your back. Be nice to me because I can do this mm-hmm. to you. And in her brain, she's like, of course I would never do that to Vikram because that would only no. hurt Vikram. I, I don't want right. to hurt him like that. I don't want to take right. away his I don't family. want him to ha-
1: yeah, I don't want him to have to leave his family. That's an for awful me, thing to do to him. He'd resent me forever, and that's yeah. horrible. So then, when she sees Vikram again, he can clearly tell something horrible has happened. Oh. But again, she just shoves it down, and he's very like, "Let's fix this. What's going on?" Yeah, and can she's we like, go we talk? Can't fix it. It's over. There's nothing to fix. Like this shouldn't have happened. I have to go back to Mumbai. Yeah, like this is done. It's been fun. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. And it's she tells like Uma really Atya she goes
0: over to her and like throughout the whole ceremony, the rest of the ceremony, she's like glued to Uma Atya's side. And
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Atya doesn't say anything. She's just like, she just doesn't ask her any questions. She just realizes that she needs that comfort. And so she just keeps her by her side the mm-hmm. whole time. And it's it's so sweet. Oh, and then when she's leaving, right before she leaves, I think this is before he talks to her again. Mm-hmm. She looks at her and I think she says like she basically calls her mom and then mm-hmm. leaves. She looks at Uma and she says the word mom and then mm-hmm. is like, I'm leaving now. And then he corners her.
1: Yeah. So when Vikram finds her again, he's like, OK, if you can even hear me right now, because she's being mm-hmm. so closed off that he can't even tell if she's listening to him or it yeah. has any recognition of his words. If you can still hear me, if any of this is still reaching you, I want you to listen very carefully. I told you this once before. I will not chase you again. I can't. If you can throw this away and if you can live without it, then go. But if you leave me now, if you run from us again, it's over. Finish. Don't bother coming back ever. Do you hear me? Never again. If you walk away from me now, you will never see me again. And then she just goes and he says Rhea and she just nothing
0: because in her mind she's like this is the only way this is good he can't I will ruin him if I stay with him I will just be this Mm -hmm. albatross around his neck forever and my impending schizophrenic breakdown will be his problem then and it's yeah. just terrible.
1: So she goes back to Mumbai. And it's a and big depress. No, this is another. Yeah. And this is another kind of like red herring. Like we didn't need it sort of thing. She yeah, gets I mobbed, I guess, getting back, yeah. getting out of the taxi when she comes back, probably because she's been in the news a little more.
0: Well, and she doesn't have her bodyguards. She's like in a daze.
1: Yeah, It says it had taken the combined strength of him, his uh, DJ, his driver, and two security guards to pull the mob off of Rhea and pick her up off the sidewalk, where she sat on her knees, face pressed on the concrete with her hands over her head, her clothes ripped, her skin gouged off, mauled and bleeding. So she gets just, like, attacked, and then she's in her house for, like, several days, just recuperating, which I was just like, oh, God, do we need more more trauma <laughs> like, yeah yeah. it's just so much trauma and you know they look at the news and how it, she's been in the news and this like mauling is in the news
0: well i think one of the reasons that that is justifiable Is because of the next big thing that happens. Like, I I don't know that the story would have been worth as much to whoever sold it to the newspapers. You know what I mean? Without all of this attention. I don't know.
1: So the big thing that happens here is it gets sold to the newspapers, the story with her mom. Yeah. So the whoever did the blackmailing, the original photo of her on the on the the ledge, yeah, with with like you, the very first scene of the book. Right. That guy also got a hold of the fact that her mother has been in, like, a mental health institution for the past, you know, 20 years or whatever. Right. And that she hasn't visited her. And so it's it becomes this whole, like, starlet on the brink. She's crazy insane, mm-hmm. just like her mother. And also that she's, like, kind of a bitch for not visiting her, too. Right. Is part of it. Yeah, she's not doing her duty as a daughter. Right.
0: And also the mom is in the asylum under the dead
1: nurse's name the one who died in, the, in oh, the fire. right yeah and so like she has to go see the the daughter of the dead nurse for the yeah. first time in forever and like apologize to her for not telling her that her mother was murdered by her mother it's just well
0: but then meanwhile it's also a big sunshine because the daughter looks at her and says i'm not here for your apology i'm here to thank you Because I know that you've been putting me through school and you're the reason that I actually have an education and that my mother's dreams for me came true. Right. All she wanted was for me to be educated and make something of myself because, you know, she was a manual laborer her whole life. And that's what she was working
1: towards. Mm -hmm. And she
0: says that right before she died, she had actually pulled her daughter out of school so that she could work too. And she's right. And Rhea has
1: been paying for that. Yeah. For years. Oh,
0: and so, you know, Rhea is a good person if she would just let herself see that she's a good person. And that's essentially what the daughter tells her is like, I don't care what the tabloids say. I don't care about anything else. You're a good person, and I am grateful for you. Yeah. I forgive your mother. I understand that she wasn't in her right mind, and and it's okay. Right. But Rhea can't even really accept that, so... She loses the role in this big movie. She didn't want the role anyway. But she
1: kind of didn't want it in the first place. And she was kind of like feeling better. Actually, she goes and like quits the role. And then she thinks that they're pretty relieved that she did that. Yeah. And then she gets a letter from Vade, the guy who like maybe raped her, coerced her, you know, whatever that is. That was like, hey, if I knew about your schizophrenic mother, I never would have done that, which is like real gross. Well, yeah.
0: He's like, hey, my daughter also... Uh, is schizophrenic or has mental health issues or whatever, and so vague right. is sort of used as a vehicle to talk about the stigma about mental health in Indian culture and and how it shouldn't be that way. But like, I did not need it from him.
1: No, I I could not tell if the author was telling us that he isn't necessarily like the the most. A uh, black and white big bad villain, or she was saying sometimes your exes send you toxic messages, yeah, to try to rope you back into bad. You know, like I, I don't know. I identify far more with the second one. Um,
0: well, I mean, so it's tough, right? Because his message seems like he obviously does not realize that anything was wrong. Like he literally says hey, FYI, I'm never going to tell the press about your and my relationship, essentially. And mm-hmm. so, I don't know. I, I am, this is not, I am not a vain apologist, but I do think no. that there was just a big blind spot and he was, you know, sort of used to ugh, thinking that women would just fall on his penis, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's the thing. I'm I'm confused about the messaging. Yeah,
1: like, I don't yuck. know if Sonali Dev is saying this guy is a rapist, and this is like a toxic thing he did. Years later, to make himself feel better right. about what he did to Ria, or she's trying to say this is a really gray area thing that happened between Vade right. and Ria back then because it's more of a quid pro quo. But her right. eyes weren't really open. But did he really know that? Yeah, he probably and didn't maybe know that. He's not like the comic book villain that that she yes. has you know thought of him as her whole because she was so young and you right. know there's just like miscommunications and he didn't realize wow. she was in the place that she was you know i don't know if if she's trying to do the first one or the second one yeah and i think both are totally fine ways to go but i just don't i don't know what the book is going mm-hmm. for yeah cuz sometimes it seems like it comes down on both sides then she, so, and it says that Big DJ, her agent is like with her the whole time. Like, even though clearly her career is like being it's torpedoed over. left and right from different angles. Yeah, Bollywood has angles. turned
0: its back on her. Yeah.
1: Her agent is standing by her side. He's the best. Again, I would definitely read a book about Big DJ. Same. Um, And then she goes to visit her mother in Bristol mm-hmm. in the asylum.
0: Yeah, and yeah on she her way, liquidates her whole place. Yep. She oh, she donates all of her Schmancy clothes to benefit mental health organizations in India. So, you know, raises money that way for them. It's like it's like a thing. She she says goodbye to to her maid that she doesn't call
1: her mm-hmm. maid though.
0: The signifier she uses for her is like not auntie but
1: no, friend but it is like a family or, thing. I forget yeah. the, what she calls her. I think it's Ty. She calls her Ty. But for but a long know. time, she was her only friend. And oh, yeah. So, yeah.
0: So, anyway, she goes to Bristol. And she gets a. she has an apartment there. And she spends like three weeks leaving at the early morning, like the early hours of dawn, walking to the asylum gates, pushing the button. Having them mm-hmm. unlock the gate and then losing her nerve and walking back to her apartment. Right. So she does this again.
1: One of these times she gets like mobbed by reporters or at least pop- like one one reporter. paparazzo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Paparazzo or whatever who's yeah. like, How many times have you been to visit your mom the last yeah. 20 years? Like, what are you doing? And he's like snapping photos. Yeah. She gets a big anxiety and then all of a sudden
0: oh. out of the
1: mist, somebody in a in peak hero. And yes. she recognizes that shape of that peacoat. And that is Vikram. Ooh. And he, does he punch that paparazzo? There's a big he thing that happens. Him somehow. He wants to yeah. like take, well, I think that Rhea,
0: like they get in a scuffle and then Rhea like tackles the, the paparazzo and then she like mm-hmm. grabs his camera and goes to smash it. And he's like, no, my camera, I need to feed my kids. And <laughs> burp. And so they just like delete the photos or something and tell him off. And he goes away with his tail between his legs because privacy and
1: tabloids. Mm -hmm. So she and Vikram go and visit her mom. I don't know. I was I was very troubled by this. I I didn't care for the descriptions of the mom and how she was described as a thing instead of a person Mm. for some of it. It had this kind of a hair. The It yeah. had this kind of a... Well, I, so, I hear It you. upsets me, and it, mm-hmm. I found it offensive.
0: Yes, okay. I
1: did not like it.
0: So, I saw it as sort of a mini-arc, right? Because, like, well, the, the mm-hmm. first time she sees her, she sees the monster who attacked her. She sees her mm-hmm. through the seven-year-old child eyes of, like, this dangerous monster thing that That beat her brutally and hospitalized her. Mm -hmm. And then as they keep visiting and as she starts to come to terms with her own issues and her own baggage and starts to see her mom, like by the end of their visit to Bristol, Mm -hmm. she's now seeing her as her mom, a troubled mentally ill schizophrenic woman who like couldn't help what happened because of the circumstances Mm -hmm. that she was put in by very sane people you know like so i i think that it was an arc i agree with you when i read it on the page i was like ah let's not like the book wasn't
1: compassionate enough toward this woman like i felt like the book was very compassionate toward ria was very compassionate toward baba who I mean, oh my God. I, he's he's a monster in right. so many ways, and just very little compassion for her mother, who is in a lot of ways the the biggest victim in yeah. this book, yeah, and has endured more more suffering than anyone else. And then we still have to see her described as an animal at the end, right? And like ugly and less than a person, which is just it was just a little too much for me. But yeah. again, that may be my baggage. I'm close to somebody who's schizophrenic and i i just did not like it
0: no i hear you
1: i completely completely hear you
0: yeah it might have been it might have been heavy-handed to say the least
1: yeah yeah and maybe that's it maybe it's like a stereotype that i'm responding to right that i right. feel like people with schizophrenia can be treated and have like completely like normal lives and yeah. be Happy, healthy, you would not even balanced know. lives. Yes, and um, yeah, this is this is rough. Yeah, I agree. Um, so basically, like her
0: and Vikram, they like move they have, into the apartment together, and they yeah, spend a they few have weeks doing
1: some this. talks. Like he gets her some paints, you know. Like they start repairing all this stuff, and they. Right he tells her that when he saw that article it scared him to death and yeah. you know why he came and got her and but he also now everything clicked into place for him Yes. he's like i now know he realizes what why happened did it yeah yes and then they decide they're going to they're going to make it work these crazy kids are going to do it they're going to get together you guys hea it's really sweet though because in this last talk
0: this was an important conversation to me because as you and everyone else knows I hate it when people don't agree on something as huge as kids and then love sort of like wallpapers over it at mm-hmm. the end. Um, and somebody just like does a 180. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool because in their conversation, she she's like on the brink of saying because once Vikram shows up in Bristol, he's all in. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't care how long it takes you to come around to We're this, but figure like figure this out. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting rid of me. You are the only person for me. I spent my whole life trying to turn other women into you. I only want you. And the only way I'm going to be happy is if I have Rhea as my partner. And so she's like on the brink. But then she finally breaks down and she's like, I need you to know that I can never, ever have kids. I can't do it Mm -hmm. because in her brain, like the hormonal fluctuations Mm -hmm. sent her mom and her grandmother both into their schizophrenic breakdowns. And she's like, I, I cannot do that. I can't take the risk. And and even though he sort of pushes back on it, because he's like, you're 28. You're past the point when right. schizophrenia usually shows up in women. I still completely hear you and I understand, but it's okay because I don't need biological children I just want Mm -hmm. children I just want children yeah so he tells her all about this orphanage that he worked at where he tutored kids in South America and he really wanted he told himself he looked at them and as he was leaving he was like I want to bring as many of those kids home with me as I possibly can and so Mm -hmm. he's like as long as you're cool with an arrangement like that like Mm -hmm. I'm good i don't need you pregnant at all and she's like oh my gosh yes i i would love to like because she loves kids Mm -hmm. but she just doesn't want to biologically have them and so Mm -hmm. they actually do agree on kids yes and it's beautiful Mm -hmm. so there we go do it and so at (laughs)
1: 99.3 (laughs) percent we decide (laughs) they decide they're gonna do it and then she ate a full good meal and realized what it's like to eat yeah. full good foods and she never starved herself again. Right. Yep. That's my and happy then, ending. I added and that. And then
0: she got into some, some really great compassionate therapy, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe yeah. they did some couples therapy just yeah. for
1: shits and giggles. I don't right? remember this from the book. Is this a melody ad lib as well? Yeah. this might be a melody epilogue we just have a couple epilogues. one is you that know, she ate a good tasty meal that she loved and one. felt good about and the other one is yeah. that she got into some good compassionate therapy and so yes yes yeah and so did those kids get those kids into so- just and everybody. then those
0: kids were in some good compassionate therapy and yes like, it was great
1: Yes. That's what happened.
0: I love it. That's what happens. That's what happened. It's beautiful. (laughs) This book is absolutely gorgeous from start to finish. And I can't, oh, I've been racking my brain since we started recording. And I feel so dumb for not just like texting Jen Reed's Romance. But this book is one of those, they talk about on Faded Bates, like romance that like takes big, takes big swings maybe is the term they use. Yeah.
1: I think that's right. (sighs)
0: I think it might be that, but like it's romance that like is doing work about some societal ill or like some issue. And this is definitely one of those books. Mm -hmm. I'll text them and maybe put it in the show notes. Who knows? Okay. All right, Erin. Hey,
1: I heard that you have a tasty lady love. What a tasty tea I have. It is from (laughs) Celestial Seasonings. I love a cardamom. I will eat a cardamom on anything. I will shake a cardamom on a peanut butter sandwich. Yum, 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 yum. Get me that cardamom. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's new or not, uh, but there is a cinnamon cardamom tea. It's packaged differently than the standard tea they have. So okay. it might be like a newer special. But boy, is that like celestial seasonings, cinnamon cardamom tea. That sounds amazing. Just delicious. It's so good. It makes Ooh, me so happy. That's amazing. It does amazing. nothing for you in terms of like it's Who cares? kind of like the Tazo delights one. It's uh-huh. just a tasty. It's not a it's not a heel, but it's a tasty.
0: It does things for your soul, Erin. Oh yes. Yes. And also cinnamon's like antioxidant i don't remember what cinnamon does i don't know know if it's like really
1: cinnamon or if it's like flavors yeah i don't know i don't know it definitely doesn't have any benefits on the box which makes me think that it's not trying too hard sure sure sure
0: yeah all right well mine is a companion to yours and that is we got this hot water maker station thing it's not a kettle It's like it's this Japanese brand. I don't remember what it is, but you just fill it with water and then you press a button on it and it gives you hot water out of a spout. And it's one of my favorite things now because I realized that in the winter. Is it on demand? Yeah. So so if you add water, if you add a bunch of water, you have to wait for it to reboil every time. Um, Uh So you do have to like fill it throughout the day if you drink a lot. But the basin is huge. The basin is like 64
1: ounces. I don't know.
0: Uh-huh. and you can set it to the temperature you want so we usually have it set at
1: around 195 and it just stays at that temperature. Yeah, it just stays there. It's like day. a tiny hot tub.
0: Yes, it's brilliant.
1: Oh, love so it. So then
0: you push a button and you put it into your mug or I actually have been I I took a book out of nope, I took a page out of Rhea's book. I've been doing a lemon water, a hot lemon water every
1: morning. Yeah. With do you like, do your
0: <laughs> I haven't kundalini would afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh But I might start. But yeah, I've been doing lemon water with a little bit of honey and a little bit of ground ginger and some turmeric, Uh turmeric. I don't remember if the first R is silent anyway. (laughs) So I've been doing that. And then I've also been, I'm filling like my giant water bottle up halfway with cold water and then halfway with really, really hot water. Because I noticed that in the winter, I drink less water if it's cold. I need it to mm-hmm. also be a tiny bit warm. Otherwise, I'm just freezing my insides off. And nobody yes. wants that.
1: No then it,
0: that. Yeah, because then it like, the cold travels out to all my appendages and nobody wants that. No. So I, <sighs> Michael keeps making fun of me because he saw me do it one day and he was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, because then I have, I have water that's like warm and filtered and yummy <laughs> so <laughs> now every time he does it he's like so you got that warm, warm filtered, filtered, yummy filtered water, yummy water.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway and it has totally changed my life so yeah this on-demand hot water situation get it in your house between that and like leaving the teas out in the under shelf so that i mm-hmm. see them all the time i'm a different melody
1: Hey, I have a question yeah. for the HBs. We have a lot of British HBs out there. Yeah. Hey, British. Hey, HBs. Englanders. Hey, guys. Hey, redcoats. When you make a tea and I know uh-huh. that don't don't pretend that this does not happen to you. Uh-oh. You make a tea by doing yeah. a kettle. You guys yeah. do kettles. No microwaves for tea. How dare you Fresh even think about microwaves. Well, get ready. Fresh <laughs> kettle water. <laughs> Then you do put that tea bag in and then right. it makes that tea. And then you forget about then that tea forget while you're about waiting it. for it to cool. And then now it's cold tea. Now it's cold. What gold. do you do with that tea? What happens now, Red Coats? Because don't you have to microwave that tea? I do. Now? I do That's too, what I have but, to do. But don't they too? Because you can't pour that tea into a kettle. That's going to make your kettle tea flavored.
0: I think that culturally, you just can't ever forget your tea. Do
1: they just dump that tea? I don't know. Well, Well, I microwave it, okay? That's what I do. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Anyway, while I was microwaving this tea earlier, I was thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. You can find us on Facebook at Heaving Bosoms Podcast and the Facebook group, the Heaving Bosoms Geriatric Friendship Cult. On Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, on Twitter at Heaving underscore Bosoms. The website is HeavingBosoms.com where you can find the Heaving Bosoms Reading Embrace. Mm-hmm. You can find the merch, which now features our three limited edition merch designs for the 2020 meetup at KissCon in Chicago Hell yeah. in April. Um, and all the proceeds from that are going to a charity that is uh, helping Puerto Rico recover from many earthquakes and hurricane. Yeah. Um, and what else? Anywhere else they can find out? The Patreon is mm-hmm. uh, backslash, no, regular slash, you know, the slash, that's the slash. The slash. Yeah, slash, slash. The regular slash. Heaving yeah, uh, Bosoms podcast, Patreon. And um, there you can find all our Patreons. Yeah, bonus episodes. There's over 75
0: bonus posts. Things. Yeah. Yeah, most of them are audio, more more content. Some are pictures. Yeah, some are pictures. Wedding pictures, little some videos. Some are text messages. Yep. Some are... Yep, yep, yep. It's a bunch of stuff.
1: Um, And that's it. That's it, you guys. That's all we're doing
0: right now. But yeah, I am so excited about these amazing KissCon merchs. merches. Me too. I'm so excited about them. So, Keeping a Badass...
1: I'm going to say and love yourself as much as you love a melody sex plot because (laughs) it has become very detailed in the last three episodes in a way that's like, love yourself as much as you love a traditional Naperville tree lighting gesture, which is also a big, a big thing. (laughs) All right. Love you. All right.
0: I love you so much. Bye. Bye hey you yes listener you are you loving the show if so please leave a rating and review in your podcast app the 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show but it makes me super smile over at hbhq also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lylas! Okay, back to the show.